Welcome back to the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast. My name is Jeremy Devins, and today we'll be talking about the Friday forecast from November 3rd, 2023, and the transits happening this week, including Saturn going direct all the way until June 2024. So that's a big transit. And we have all this stuff happening in Libra right now. If you're watching the video on YouTube, you can see it's K2, Sun, Mars, and Mercury all in Libra, bringing this need to find a balance. So today in this episode, I'm going to talk about balancing the masculine and feminine energies within ourselves. Now, you can use any words you want for this, yin and yang, Shiva and Shakti, but this is everywhere in nature and all different philosophies and all throughout history. And we can see it very practically in the day and night, in the seasons, in the expansion and contraction of our lungs when we breathe, waking and sleeping. These patterns, these pairs of opposites are everywhere all throughout our experience here as humans. And how do we navigate that? Some of us may be more developed in our masculine or yang qualities of being productive, driven, focused, ambitious, getting stuff done, achieving goals. And then some of us may be more developed in our yin, feminine, shakti qualities of receptivity, of intuition, of feeling, of sensing what is best for the collective versus the individual. Now, we all have all of these qualities. And this is a topic, uh, uh, we're talking about polarity here, so this can be a polarizing topic sometimes. But no matter how you identify with your energies or how you feel best expressed or most uh, authentic to yourself, you have all of these qualities within you and you have choice in how to express them. So we'll talk about that a little bit today of how to balance that out. And then we'll talk about how to direct that with Saturn going direct in Danishta in Aquarius over this next several months into June 29th, 2024 which is a time where we can really get more in touch with that masculine part of ourselves that gets stuff done and focuses on goals and creating structure and systems and processes in our lives and creating the foundation so that we can enjoy life and enjoy connection and friendship and all of the feminine yin shakti qualities of life as well. So we'll talk about that, as well as the transits happening this week. As always, I am here to not just give you the fish, but teach you how to fish. So if you want to know your own birth chart, go to quietmindastrology.com, get your free birth chart, sign up for the free Friday forecast. And really, what I've created here over the last several years, and what I've noticed in talking to people, when I meet people for readings now, most of the listeners of this podcast know their birth chart, and I get dms all the time on instagram quiet mind astrology on instagram about like the memes i post and they're all super fun and funny if you're not following me there that's where i let out my humor side which doesn't seem to come out as much here on the podcast unfortunately uh but that's pretty much all just uh my comedy my comedy uh instagram and i get a lot of great dms like oh yeah i see this i have this in my lagna lord in the 12th house aspecting this and the sign exchange uh, these are the kind of people listening to this podcast because you are students of astrology to a degree at least to en enough to understand yourself better and i love creating this sort of community here where you are learning astrology as well you're learning how to actually look with your own eyes and you can see the we have Sun, Mars, and Mercury all in Libra right now. You can look with the night sky app and see for yourself or with a telescope. And uh, this is not just, you know, stuff that I'm just telling you that 
like in Western astrology, you can't see that because the sun is not actually physically in the constellation of Libra uh, and from our perspective here on Earth. So, uh, or it's not actually in uh, Scorpio, excuse me. So in Western astrology, they say the sun's in Scorpio right now, but it's not there. And that's because Western astrology is 23 degrees off uh, from where things actually are. So all that to say, I'm here to teach you astrology so you can apply it to your life and really know how to speak about it, know how to apply it. And what I'm talking about here on the podcast, you really know how to integrate it into your life. And uh, you can follow along. Look where Libra is in your chart, the number seven on the North Indian style birth chart that you get on my website. And imagine the sun, Mars, Mercury, and K2 are all there in that house. And then how the, those energies will be affecting that house. And of course, you can go back to past sign-by-sign episodes for more details on other transits happening right now. But today we're going to talk about Saturn going direct in Danishta, which you see if you're watching the video, Saturn over here on the left side. It uh, says the fifth house, but don't worry about the houses. This does not apply to the general transits for everybody. What does apply is it's an Aquarius and Danishta. And I did a lot of research on Saturn and Aquarius. Uh, again, in the archives, you can go back to those episodes. And one of the fun little details that happened just yesterday is... Uh, with some of that research I did with one of the listeners here, Bernadette, and some other students, we saw that uh, there was this big surgence of boy bands the last time Saturn was in Aquarius. And throughout history, when Saturn's in Aquarius, there's an energy of that the last two times, so 30 and 60 years ago. And then, lo and behold, yesterday, the first new Beatles song, and what they consider the last Beatles song, uh, the, the quintessential boy band, maybe the first boy band, I guess, uh, that they put out a new song. And, and there's a lot of like uh, transits around energy around the Saturn Aquarius of unearthing old things. So that is part of it too. Uh, so that was kind of fun. Fun little uh, prediction coming true there of a boy band resurgence. And we see that with Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and all this and Britney putting out her book and having the number one bestseller this week as well. Uh, so there is that kind of resurgence of that energy. And then also uh, Saturn and Aquarius, all the AI developments. There was just the AI safety conference now, uh, just the other day, finally, which has been in the works for a long time. And Saturn and Aquarius has been this huge renaissance of AI and chat GPT and all this stuff. And we're just still kind of at the tip of the iceberg. And this is very much like when Saturn was in Aquarius in the mid-90s. And we saw the internet blowing up and internet cafes and Everyone knew it was going to be something, but nobody quite knew what yet. And now it's like the foundation of life in a lot of ways for a lot of people. Uh, it is ubiquitous. And AI is like is going to be like that. You know, we're at the tip of the iceberg of AI, the same way we were at the tip of the internet in the mid to late 90s when Saturn was in Aquarius last time. So all that to say, we are now going forward with this Saturn and Aquarius energy, and that brings this more masculine, structured, grounded, practical energy for all of us. Now, take away the identity of man-woman, because I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the energy of Yang, Shiva, the ground, the earth, the this grounded practical, like, what is the structure of my day? When am I going to do this? Am I, who am I accountable to? What goals do I want to have? These kind of questions are the things to address at this time. And just sitting in stillness and meditation, you can check out the Quiet Mind Yoga podcast. I've got lots of meditations there. Uh, these are great practices to just get still and quiet and 
listen to the true self within, the Atman, the still quiet voice within you. It's not loud, it's never dramatic, it's never urgent. When you hear those kind of voices, those are ego, those are our fears, our anxieties, our worries, uh, the chitta, the, the activity of the mind uh, is all vritti, all disturbed. So that's what we talk about, uh, chitta vritti narodaha, is when we quiet the mind, as we extinguish the fluctuations of the mind, is a very literal translation of that. And that is the name quiet minds, where I get this from the Yoga Sutra 1.2, is part of the goal of yoga practice and meditation is to quiet the mind so that we can listen to our true self. And our true self has access to all of these qualities, yin, yang, masculine, feminine, and as we go into this new phase, we can re really open up to uh, the gifts of this energy of this next several months of Saturn being direct and Aquarius now to put those pieces in place for the next several years. And again, if you think back to the the things that happened in the mid to late 90s, last time Saturn was in Aquarius, really set the foundation for the next 30 years after that until the next time now it's here. And people like Bill Gates and Elon Musk saying that this is, you know, one of the most significant developments in the history of humanity since the Internet. And, you know, last time Saturn was in Aquarius. Uh, so this will affect all of our lives quite a bit. And there are a lot of ways we can use this to help us in our creating structures in our lives, in our businesses, in our work. And on the masculine side of this, when we embody the masculine principles and work with this energy, it's about being grounded, simple, direct, straightforward, saying what we mean, doing what we say. And we can see where we're out of integrity as well. Like if we say we're going to show up to a friend or we're going to meet up with a friend and we just no-show or we don't respond or uh, we don't do anything or we maybe don't um, be accountable and say like what happened, like why we didn't show up. But these are where the masculine energy might be weak or lacking or in some ways wounded, you could say. Maybe uh, there was something that happened in the past where it was hard for you to uh, be accountable or hold a boundary or be in integrity. And it's important to take away any sort of shame or judgment around these topics, but to just observe them. And that's very much the Shiva energy, which is consciousness, uh, just observing what the energy is there and then choosing how to act on it and move from there. And there's lots of different definitions, really, of what is masculine, what is feminine, and you don't need to worry about compartmentalizing it too much because we are all everything, and really in the Vedic tradition, it's non-dual, where uh, I think of it as there is always duality, there's always day and night, there's always two sides to a coin, but they're both the same coin. Uh, there's day and night, but it's still the same experience on the same planet of earth that we experience that so there is duality but there's also not uh, so we don't want to get too caught up in you know i'm being so masculine now or i'm being too feminine or i'm not being masculine enough or uh, it's just a matter of you could take away that word and just say well i'd like to get up earlier or i'd like to go to bed earlier or i'd like to hold a better boundary here and in some ways, the masculine and feminine labels can become uh, uh, an obstruction or just a sort of uh, catch-all that actually takes you out of addressing the core thing. Or I'm not feminine enough could just be uh, 
I'm having difficulty accessing my emotions and I want to access them. Or, uh, you know, these, these kind of labels can be helpful, but they also at a certain point can be harmful. And there's this thing in the last couple of years that's kind of sprung up. There's all these polarity teachers and people saying like uh, men have to be very masculine and women have to be very feminine and that's the only way relationships will work and all this kind of stuff. Uh, that's just not the case. And there's so many examples of uh, of all possibilities, really. Uh, women who are more masculine and, and vice versa and so on. So the labels can be helpful in a sense of awareness of energy, uh, more lunar or solar energy, more testosterone or estrogen in our bodies. Right? We can be aware of these things. Certain things will increase testosterone Certain things will increase estrogen, and we can notice what activities, what foods we eat, what kind of situations we do support those things or not. Um, and as we go through this new cycle with Saturn now being direct, moving forward, it's a good time to look at what have you learned over the past several months with Saturn being retrograde in Aquarius, and it's time to kind of look back at what's worked for ourselves and have some delays and slowdowns, and maybe things haven't been progressing at the speed that you would like, that resistance uh, of Saturn slowing things down. But now we move forward, and now we can sort of lay the groundwork for the next several months. Uh, I met with a friend recently who's building up her business, and she wants to be able to work all online, and less in person, and be able to travel more. And that requires just putting more structures in place and more systems, consistency in place of showing up online like she has been showing up in person. And those are, you could say, masculine qualities of showing up consistently at the same time, same place in a structured way. Whereas the feminine might just be following the feeling and intuition and emotion, right? Countries like the U.S. are extremely masculine. Countries like India are much more feminine. Where in America, if you say you're going to be there at noon, you probably need to be there at five minutes before noon. In India, you say you're going to be there at noon, it could be anywhere within an hour or two before or after that. Uh, in, in America, you drive on the road and you stay in the lines and you always signal and it's all very structured and rigid in the sense. And in India, it's all very fluid and you can drift between the lines. There's not really a lot of rules in driving. Uh, whoever honks the loudest gets the right away rather than using blinkers and all this uh, anything anything can happen on the road besides having just cars there, there's cows and everything else right uh, so you know you can experience this in different cultures you can experience it in yourself of being more feminine like going to dance getting your nails done just socializing kind of going with the flow all day having no not even looking at your calendar just being in the flow of life wonderful getting massage, going to a spa. And then you can be very masculine and very rigid and say, you know, I've got back-to-back -back meetings all day and it's appointment after appointment and you're just showing up to that. And either direction of that, you go too much into the feminine, you have too much sukha, too much ease, too much looseness, and you might start to feel irritable of like, uh, when am I supposed to do this or you realize you thought you had more money than you did and now you're worried about money you know and things can, be, can become very loose and you, you start to do th make choices that you're not proud of or uh, hang out with people that you really want to say no but you can't say no. your boundaries are loose you know these kind of things so you can have 
uh, a lot of the feminine flowing sukha energy ease uh, and you can have too much you could have not enough where you're feeling emotionally blocked and repressed and you feel like you're not expressing yourself and you're not opening up uh, and then you know same thing with the masculine you have too much masculine where you're too rigid and controlling and you get angry when things don't go your way or too little where you feel like you're just uncertain about what you want in life and where you're going and feeling rudderless and aimless and insecure and all this and ungrounded uh, and then you can have it balanced where you feel grounded stable focused you've got a plan you, you got a long-term plan but you're not locked into it you're not too rigid about it or too controlling and i think this transit with the next several months and then right now with this all this stuff in libra and we just got through the eclipses and we're still in the tail of the eclipse season until November 11th. So we're kind of feeling that residual effects of whatever emotional stuff was stirred up for you, whatever relational stuff was stirred up. And now we're kind of rebalancing, reassessing, what do I want? How do I want to express myself? How do I balance these different elements of myself? The stira, the stability, and sukha, the ease, the masculine, feminine, the yin, the yang, the day and night, the effort and the ease and all these parts of ourselves and see that they're the same the the two sides of the same coin and they're all just parts of your expression and everyone has these within them if you're in partnership there may be some sort of seesaw balance to this where one of you may be more masculine or feminine and the other kind of balances that out and that often happens in relationships people who are very rigid and strong and structured like Mars and Capricorn people tend to be attracted to people who are less so because they balance them out and they add a different perspective. And if they pick someone who's very much like them, that can sometimes can create big power struggles and clashes. Uh, two people who are both very sukha might not get anything done and might not even pursue each other to have the relationship. Right. So these are things to be aware of and we have choice in how to move our energy we can eat foods that are more soothing and calming, like sweets, and bring us into the more sukha kind of uh, ease, feminine, yin energy. Or we can eat foods that are more uh, sort of like spicy foods that kind of energize us, or caffeine, or coffee, or things like this that get us to take action and be focused and driven. Uh, we can watch television that has this effect. We can hang out with people who have this effect. We can go to like crazy loud nightclubs and that has that very like uh, effort, stira, strong, loud, bright, um, but also like a lot of the fluidity and the, you know, so environments, places, people, activities, foods can have some balance of these qualities as well and we can choose which ones are going to best serve us and kind of tune in through our practices of what's out of balance and what needs more attention right so basically if you're worried about money take care of the masculine stuff the finances the structure get a spreadsheet a budget or if you're feeling emotionally blocked if you're not expressing yourself you feel like closed off then do social things or maybe therapy, a counselor, somebody can help you uh, open up emotionally, uh, dance, sing, you know, these things that open up the expression of the emotions. And then you can add the context or the label of masculine, feminine, or stira and sukha, or yin and yang. But 
it also, you know, don't let that become a hindrance or this fixation of, oh, I'm being too masculine today, or I'm not being feminine enough, or I'm this or that. It really could just be as simple as, uh, oh, I'm feeling kind of uh, unexpressed. I want to express myself. All right, so the labels are helpful, but also they can become a hindrance. So be aware of that and make it just very simple, right? It's worried about money. Okay, make a budget. <laughs> uh, or I'm uh, totally relaxed about money, so whatever I'm doing is working. Uh, but also, if that burden is fallen on your partner and you're not worried about money, but they are and they're doing all that, uh, maybe have the discussion as all this stuff is in Libra that you kind of balance that out and make sure that is. Uh, really within both of your boundaries and that it feels fair and just and balanced to both of you. So in, in relationships, these things uh, require more communication and more, sometimes more explicit verbal stuff, but sometimes it's just intuitively and it just kind of happens very organically and those kind of relationships flow together really well. Uh, one person may be more stira or masculine or yang in one area and vice versa with the other and the other partner. Uh, so this can be very organic. Sometimes it needs to be explicitly discussed and negotiated uh, with the partner and in relationships and in work environments and in ourselves. So it's a big topic. It's something I've done a lot of training and research in and I'm aware of a lot in myself. Uh, I was very much in my more feminine qualities and, and receptivity and openness and yin qualities throughout my 20s as a musician and then as a yogi and yoga teacher and always just in the yoga world doing practices like all day every day but through those practices I became more balanced as well so really any yoga practice or meditation practice is going to bring about more awareness of all energies in ourselves and more choice in how to use them and ultimately that's what I want to offer here on the podcast is the encouragement to have a sense of choice around how you express your energy, right? So if you are concerned about family or food or shelter or these basic survival needs, it doesn't become this thing of like, oh, I'm not masculine enough. I can't do that. I'm not good with numbers. I'm not good at, with math or whatever. I had this aversion to doing all that as well for a while in my 20s. And then when I actually just sat with it, and tried it. It's like, oh, I actually love this. And I saw like a lot of the gifts that I have as a Virgo rising myself and the Mercury strong stuff in my chart of how to use my gifts of like, oh, I actually love spreadsheets. I love organizing information for me, right? Not everyone's like that, but it's important to kind of tune into yourself and find your strengths and say, okay, I have this issue. How can I use my strengths to apply it to that issue? And if you're in partnership, your partner may in some ways compliment you and you don't have to try to do it all yourself. Or if you are in business, you might have uh, people you work with that compliment you. And really, nobody can do everything themselves. Like We, we do need social connections to, to get things done. Right? We're social creatures and we can't do everything ourselves. Uh, but we can be aware of our unique strengths and balance that out in ourselves and know that we have choice. And ultimately, when we look at the chart, it is not faded, though there are definitely some strong tendencies and strengths in the chart. But basically, if you didn't even know your birth chart, you're going to end up doing those things anyway, right? I do this all the time. Last night in the, the year two mentorship I lead, 
we were looking at celebrity charts who I know they don't know their Vedic chart, but it just so perfectly suits them. And they've lived out those strengths of that chart without ever knowing their chart. Right. So it's really just like the things that you tend towards anyway, your strengths, your tendencies, your predilections, they're shown in the chart. And then it gives you a sense of choice and empowerment and validation to say, yeah, that is the thing to focus on. You don't need to worry about this other thing. And then you can bring out your gifts and see like, okay, well, you have this placement and this is how you can bring it out more into your life and apply it to this challenge that you're facing. And as we go forward over these next several months, uh, I'll talk about the transit and how it affects everyone in general. So we'll go into that now, talking about the weekly transits. Uh, and if you have any thoughts about the polarity discussion, masculine, feminine energies, how it shows up in your life, let me know on the YouTube comments or on Instagram DMs. Uh, I love to share about this and talk about it more. It's a great topic. It's something that's ongoing day by day. Like we're never done. We're never just balanced and then we're done. It's like as you face new challenges or opportunities in your life, you have choice and, and skill in how to use these energies. Some situations require a more masculine approach. Some require a more feminine approach. And when we're working with energy, like in astrology, it's a much more intuitive feminine approach. And that's where I spent a lot of my time in my 20s. And now in the late 20s is when I really started to turn that around and get really interested in the numbers and the structure and the business and the foundation and all this. And had a lot more of the fulfillment and success in my life from balancing those energies rather than being so far into the feminine in my 20s and then going quite far into my masculine my late 20s early 30s and now feeling more balanced in the two and uh, it's always a continual work in progress you know so as we move forward let's talk about the transits now if you're watching the video I'll be clicking through the days but you see here from November 3rd to November 4th, Saturn has moved into being direct, no longer retrograde, in Danishta Nakshatra in Aquarius. Danishta means the wealthy one, and Saturn brings a wealth of experience, knowledge, technology in the world. On a personal level, this brings a focus on wealth, so it's a good time to take care of your finances. And this is great on focusing on building wealth for the long term. So not just, you know, how to make money this month, but over the next six months and 12 months and five years, what are your intentions and plans? Are you in a career that you enjoy? Are you in a business that you want to be in? Are you wanting to express yourself more? Saturn and Aquarius really encourages us to step into our unique, authentic expression. And Danishta gives us an opportunity to have a wealth of self-awareness, of knowledge, of tools and resources. It's crazy how many resources we have now. It's actually quite overwhelming, like there's almost too much. Uh, basically anything you want to know, any resource you want to have, you have, we have more access to it than ever before in history. And you can use that to help you on your path and expressing your gifts and sharing that with the world. There is an enhanced focus now on long-term goals and your social responsibility of like your place in the world and how you can contribute to that. There's an increased ability now to establish structured and practical approaches to things, that masculine energy we talked about today. This is favorable for collective efforts and advancements in humanitarian causes. So if there are any social causes that you're interested in, great time to be involved with that. Saturn is the servant energy and Aquarius is the humanitarian 
environmental kind of energy. So we have seen huge developments with like solar and electric cars and these kind of things. And on a personal level, if there's any way you want to be involved with that, this is a good time to do so for the next several months until June 29th. Then it will go retrograde and still in the same energy, but it will be slowed down a bit. Now, there is a potential here for feeling overly burdened by societal obligations and the needs of the self versus the collective. A little bit of stress around the boundaries there. Overall, it is a very favorable energy. Saturn's in its own sign. This is considered very well placed. So overall, this is a positive energy and we're just lifting the limitations and restrictions that have been in place in the retrograde time over those things. Now we have more sense of creating our lives, creating a structure of our lives like we would feel inspired to. Next, we have on Monday, November 6th, Mercury moves to Scorpio for 20 days. Now Mercury moves quickly, so uh, just having about three weeks here and this is an enhanced ability for deep and profound communication. We see Mercury moved out of that stellium in the bottom here into the Scorpio on its own for a little while. And this increases your intuition and gives you a knack for uncovering secrets. Great for anyone who's doing astrology, any sort of intuitive work, healing work, where you can be really tapped in and turned on to your intuition and insights. Good time for doing uh, mantra meditation, pranayama practices. This can really enhance your intuition as well and give you profound new insights. Favorable for research and investigative work and problem solving. Uh, we are deep into the Vedic Astrology Mentorship right now. This class is awesome and perfect time for us to be doing deep research. So if you're interested in astrology, good time to be exploring this more. You can go back through the past podcasts now over five years here on the podcast. I still need to do an anniversary episode. I keep uh, kind of, I don't like to focus too much on that kind of stuff, but I think it would be nice to celebrate a little bit. Uh, but yeah, so there's lots of stuff in the archives you can go back to if you want to go deeper into your astrology studies. Uh, this is good for any sort of problem solving or investigation you need to do. There is a risk of becoming overly suspicious or secretive at this time. It can be a tendency to dwell on negative thoughts or hold grudges. There's a potential for conflicts or misunderstandings because this can bring up some intense emotions. Now, the moon is going to move quickly, so this depends on really where your moon is in your birth chart and how your emotions express more or less. Uh, but Mercury and Scorpio can bring up some heated conversations and intense emotions. So, uh, lay low if that springs up and maybe step back and take a breath. Uh, I was with some friends on the day of the lunar eclipse and uh, they started to get into a really tense conversation and uh, in another room. I didn't want to in intrude or anything, but uh, I wish that conversation was happening just a little closer to me. I would have said, you know, maybe just wait like two hours, you know, maybe, maybe a day after the eclipse. This conversation will probably go better after the eclipse, not right during it. How about that? <laughs> Uh, so same thing with Mercury and Scorpio here for this 20 days, you know, uh, if there's some intense conversation to be had, maybe it, it can wait. Uh, and especially if it, you know, if you really care about the relationship and the connection, it can definitely wait, you know. Uh, there is a potential for uh, being too critical or cynical in communication. 
So again, if that's springing up, maybe take a step back, take a breath. Now Sun moves into Vishaka on November 6th as well. We see Sun is in Swati Nakshatra, a much more adaptable energy. But just a couple hours later on November 6th, it moves Sun into Vishaka inside of Libra. And it will be in Vishaka for 13 days here from November 16th to the 19th. And that is the time where the sun, the vitality, the power, the leadership ability, your creative expression is in Vishaka, which is a very driven, focused, ambitious energy. And Vishaka wants to achieve its goals, which again supports all this kind of masculine goal orientation stuff we talked about today. But if you're pursuing your goal at the expense of your feelings, you're going to feel rigid and kind of dried up. So it's very important to balance these things out and not just have the goal, but also have the feeling and the intuition and the emotion behind it. It, it feels an alignment. Uh, so Vishaka gives us that drive to achieve the goal, but because it's in Libra, it does help balance that out relationally. Uh, you can be very determined, focused, good for negotiation and conflict resolution. Uh, but again, if you get really heated because of Mercury and Scorpio, take a step back. There's opportunities for personal growth through cooperation in this 20-day cycle. Uh, there's a risk of being indecisive or people-pleasing here. It's still Sun and Libra. There's a potential for power struggles and conflicts and partnerships, clashing on your goals. There's challenges in maintaining your personal boundaries. And there can be excessive self-doubt and hesitation in making decisions. So it's important to come back to what do you want? Clarify your intentions, your goals, and move towards them. This is a very satisfying energy to have a goal to move towards, especially with Mars here as well in Vishaka. This cycle of about 13 days, November 6th to 19th, great time to just be working hard to achieve a goal. Wednesday, November 8th, we see that um, Mercury has moved into Anuradha Nakshatra inside of Scorpio. So Anuradha is a bit of a softer energy in a sense, a more devoted, loving kind of energy. So this can help improve your communication and persuasion skills. If you're in sort of any sort of marketing or communication or writing, and really everything in some ways is persuasive, either like connecting or funny or you know, you could see it that way, especially when Mercury's in Scorpio, you could see it that way. Uh, there's an increased ability for deep research and investigation as well. Good for personal growth and transformation. Uh, this can bring more focus as well. So again, this uh, focus, goal-oriented kind of energy is strong this week. And there can be a lot of secrecy and manipulation here on the shadow side of this, obsessing over hidden things and grudges, like I mentioned before, uh, some intense emotions and criticism. So those are all things to watch out for, all uh, in Anuradha as well, you know, Mercury and Scorpio. But being in Anuradha for this uh, ten, nine days, November 8th for nine days, is a great energy for going deeper in relationships, deeper in communication, talking about the deeper feelings of things, doing deeper journaling or inquiry work, all very favorable at this time. Now we still have Rahu and Jupiter up there in Aries with this K2 and Mars, which is not so good for the world conflict stuff I mentioned recently on the podcast as well. 
Uh, that will start to let up at the end of the month when Rahu and Ketu move. Uh, but we do still have that energy that's kind of intense. And a lot of things will lighten up by the end of November. So if you're feeling hard times right now, a lot of compassion for you. But uh, the end of November is a much lighter time in a lot of ways. And a sense of release from whatever has been restricting and challenging you is happening throughout November. And then December is quite nice, quite lovely month as well. We'll talk about that coming up. And in December, I'll be hosting the next Mindful New Year online course. Maybe doing it in person in Austin as well. In Austin, Texas, I am looking at some places and dates for that. So if you're in Austin, uh, December, the first two weeks or so, I uh, haven't picked a date yet. But I may be doing the first in-person Mindful New Year since 2020, the beginning of 2020. So that'll be cool uh, in probably in Austin, Texas. So if you're in that area, early December, I'll have more updates on that in the upcoming episodes. And you'll hear about it if you're getting the Friday forecast. So quietmindastrology.com, sign up for the free weekly horoscope, the Friday forecast. Every week I send a long write-up on all the transits. So you can save that, put it in your calendar, whatever you want to do. So you have that written out, not just here in audio on the podcast or video on YouTube. And if you're enjoying the podcast, or YouTube, and you want to do a little monthly review and you want to leave a review for the podcast, that helps a lot, helps us grow and uh, reach more people who want to learn astrology. You know, that's the whole point. And uh, you, all you got to do is leave an honest review on Apple Podcasts and, and then go to quietmindastrology.com slash monthly review. And then I'll send you a monthly review process that's great to do at the beginning of November here to kind of process what happened last month, what do you want to do next month, and digest uh, the lessons of the last several weeks and the eclipses and all this, and then prepare for the Rahu K2 transit coming up in a couple weeks. Big shift of energy at the end of November. So thank you for listening. Look forward to sharing more with you next time on the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast.